0: Welcome back to another broadcast of Foundations of Revival. Super excited to be coming to you tonight. Of course, sitting here in our studio uh, with my beautiful wife, Shanti Holland. Um, just came back from India and really just wanted to uh, take some time and talk about the things that we saw, experienced, and what God really did out in India because there were some key points that really led into... Um, how God really, f- you know, just moved and flowed inside of not just the service, but inside of people's lives, and some real key pinpoints that I really wanted to point out. But uh, first, wanted to start off by saying, hey, if we want to know a little bit. About us, if you want to know a little bit about our hearts, so into our ministry, uh, connect with us in any way, shape, or form, or find out some free resources, you can always go to our website. If you have never been there before, it is www.foundations with an S of revival.com, just like the name of our broadcast, foundations of revival.com. Well, I'm really excited um, about tonight because, like I said, I just came back from uh, India literally just a few days ago and we had an explosive time. We were literally seeing miracles left and right, healing left and right, God breaking bondage off of people uh, nonstop, calling out the spirit of suicide, calling out anxiety, depression, um, working with, with those that had an orphan mindset and bringing some restoration. And at the same time of that happening, God was literally working miracles inside of people. But I wanted first started off by saying that the hunger there, the hunger was huge. This this was not your average ordinary. Oh, I'm I'm hungry just because I'm here on a a Sunday service. This is a lifestyle of hunger. This was people that were passionate about falling madly in love with God and wanting to take their experience, their walk, and their relationship with Him even deeper. You know, of course, it says in Matthew, if you hunger and seek for righteousness, you shall be filled and they had a an expectation upon god they had a really a desire to pull on heaven because you gotta you gotta remember india you you have so many great men and women of God that have gone over there and preached the gospel and preached the gospel and preached the gospel and preached the gospel. They know the gospel, but they haven't seen the gospel displayed with power and with love, power and love. Like it says in first Corinthians four 20, I didn't come with just words, but in Power, And we didn't come there just to preach the gospel. We came there to show them the gospel. We came there to display an everyday kingdom lifestyle uh, to them. And they were so hungry for that because they, they didn't just hear it about god they got to be able to experience the tangible presence of god they didn't get just to hear about how jesus is the healer they got to physically see jesus healing people through us they didn't get to hear uh just about how he is the the prince of peace the priest the Peace bringer, They got to experience it themselves. They didn't get to just hear about the gifts of the Spirit. They got to experience it themselves. And there's something that really lines up with when people start seeing the words that they know that have been preached actually being fulfilled and demonstrated before them. It creates even more of a hunger So the first day, I mean, we did 10 meetings and three days, and the first day of four meetings was absolutely explosive. Each one kept going more and more and more. And I really want to say that wasn't just because of us, um, the, you know, our, the team that we went over there, but it was also the people that were there were hungry for, Oh wow. What is God going to do next? If God did this very first service, I can only imagine what he's going to do for the second service. This is my cousin so-and-so, and I know for a fact she just had a miracle worked in her life. The thing that I'm believing for, the thing that I'm hungering for, I'm believing to get from God myself too. I mean, that it was that kind of an explosive atmosphere where it wasn't passive, they were engaged and there's something about engaging heaven there's something about going to the throne of grace boldly instead of just uh, you know really approaching god just in a in a passive way and so the, when they were hungering for this it it really honestly it reminds me uh, of the the blind man crying out to uh, you know to uh, Jesus, Son of David, you know, have pity on me. Son, and, and they're trying to push him to the side. The oh, he doesn't have time for you. He doesn't. He didn't care. About what anyone else said about him, he didn't care about what was going on. He had a hunger and an expectation that if he had a a physical encounter with Jesus, that a miracle, an explosive dunamis power from heaven, a dynamite power from heaven was going to change his circumstance. So he wasn't there just to sit down and just hear the word, but he wanted to be able to actually see the word, physically feel the word and experience the word for himself. And he didn't let anyone uh, shut him down because when they did try to shut him down, he cried out even louder. And sometimes I really honestly think... Think us in a Western culture need to be the same way. We hear the words about prosperity, we hear the words about healing. We hear the words, and even prophetic words that have been spoken over our lives, and we're like, okay, God's unlocking our destiny. God's opening the doors of windows and opportunities. God is doing this. God is bringing promotion your way. God is, you know, uh, getting ready to reveal the remnant. I mean, there's so many great prophetic words out there, not just corporately, but individually that I've heard over the last six, seven, eight months, but we hear hear them, but are we hungering to experience them? Are we going, okay, God, I not only just know that your word is true, but I know that you're going to manifest it because God only reveals what he's going to heal. God only reveals what he's going to manifest and bring to pass. God doesn't just say, hey, I'm going to give you this just to say it. God doesn't have empty words. God's not full of hot air. And I think, honestly, a lot of the times we hear it, we, we sit on the front rows in these conferences or we go to church or we listen to podcasts and we get all kinds of just really excited about a lot of the different things and we hear it, but are we hungering for it? Are we pressing in? Are we looking at when other people get their miracles, cheering them on, going, if God has done it for them, I go, I know God's not a respecter or person, that means, God's gonna do it for me too. Instead of getting upset God, Well, God didn't give me my miracle. I've had these prophetic words for the last twenty years and and we start grumbling and complaining and griping against God, which bounds and literally ties his hands from performing that word over your life.
1: I was just kinda of thinking, um, while you were sitting here uh, about uh why it is that there is that hunger in in other countries that we're not seeing as much here. And um, I'm just going to think out loud for a little while because I just, I just thought just stuff the Lord was talking to me about that I just really felt was, was really good. And it really goes along with what you're saying. But it has a lot to do with the way that we're filling our capacity. So out there, there's a, there really is a hunger because they don't have... Um, They don't have all of that stuff that they're filling it with. Yeah. Whereas we have everything at our disposal all the time. We have, you know, we have just so much at our disposal all the time. Um, Even in the church. So, I mean, we could be churchgoers and still have so much in our disposal all the time. Um, And I do think because of that, we don't take the time sometimes to um, just go without long enough to get hungry. And I don't know if this is going to make any sense. So I'm going to try to explain it. But I was thinking about fasting, um, and how, you know, a lot of people think that's, that there's people that get lost in fasting and think that they're supposed to do it because it'll make them closer to God. But really what it's about is, is, um, you know, is, focusing yourself and and having that that hunger and having that hunger for him so that you're able to allow him to fill you because if you're always filled with everything else you don't have that space for him even to fill up and so um, I feel like in the spiritual sense that we really need to get like that with God where um, you know like we were talking today in church how you know it'd be it'd be good to actually like do um, a service with no agenda, do several services in a row with no agenda and just, just go there hungry. Just go there with just, I don't know what God's going to do, but I'm believing for him to do it. And I believe that that is a lot of what you see in other countries is, is there's such a wonder. There's such a, like, I I don't even know what to expect. Um, and and I feel like there's such an expectation, um, an expectation that can be a good thing, but it can also be a bad thing depending on what it is. There's such an expectation for specific things to happen, um, by man that they're not, there's not that wonder of what God can do mm. in the midst of it. And so I, I am, um. I am really, I'm really encouraged, actually, because I believe that we're starting to bring that back to the United States and, a, and, and, um... That hunger, um, I'm seeing it growing in people where it's like they just can't do church as usual, they can't do like I've even seen it like honestly, I've seen a decline just in this last year at people's attendances at, at conferences even, and I really feel like that's part of it is because it's it, they're realizing that um, it's not really feeling that hunger, but they don't necessarily know why. That is why. It's because they're seeking after an agenda, And, and an expectation that Mm. they already have, instead of going in with that wonder and saying, Lord, I need you, I need you to, 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 you know, um, fill those things that, that aren't filled yet. I need you to undo things that, that shouldn't have ever been done, you know, inside of me and, and just fill those spots and and um i think we need to increase our capacity to be able to take in god um, and the first way we got to do that honestly is by undoing some of the extras we have and stop doing all the extras that we have going around less tv that's I'm, I'm telling you this is where the fasting comes in 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 that sense is that it's creating a hunger It's creating a hunger, and it doesn't have to be with food, but I'm just saying, like, we need to create more of a hunger in our society so that we can start seeing the movement we're wanting in our lives.
0: Yeah, and I think that's really what it comes down to is what are you hungering for? What are you hungry for? I mean, you have to stop long enough to ask yourself, what are you hungering for? Are you hungering for more of an intimacy with the father? Are you hungering for more of a move of God in your city? Are you hungering for more of just sitting on your couch while flipping over the TV? I mean, because don't get me wrong, your body craves hunger at the same time. It's a false substitution for what God really wants to do in your spirit, man, because it's manifested in your flesh. God. created the visible and the invisible at the same exact time the spiritual and the natural at the same exact time they both have a hunger system you can choose to feed one more than the other and the other will grow more than the other you can feed your flesh more than your spirit man and you will see your flesh grow you can feed your spirit man more than your flesh and you will see that grow and the other one become weaker now I'm not saying you physically starve yourself that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is you're putting that down that time of where it's you know you're only watching tv and you say you know what i'm carving out time because i want to hunger for this or i want to hunger for that in my spirit man it could be a hunger for prayer. It could be a hunger for worship. It could be a hunger for his word. It could be a hungry for a move of God. Begin hunger for your, uh, something in your ministry. But I, I encourage you set a goal for what you're hungry for. Because here's the thing. If if you're hungering for it, God is going to feel it. If it's a godly thing, a godly desire through his word and in his word, a desire for your life, and you're saying, God, this is your word for my healing. I'm going to be hungering and petitioning and going after heaven for my healing. I guarantee you'll get your healing. If you're hungering for a move of God on your city and you're going after it and you're petitioning it and you're plowing the ground i mean you're you're hungering for it you're not just sitting on the couch trying to try to you know the my way right away at at, at jesus right now type kind of burger king mindset when it comes thinking that god's gonna you know bless you on while you're sitting on your blessed assurance Come on, somebody. you got to be able to go, and there's physical actions that need to be done. Not a works mentality, like you're trying to work to achieve something, but a hunger is different than a work. A work is trying to achieve something that Jesus already paid for. A hungering is hungering for something that Jesus already paid for. There, there's a difference. I want this from him because he already paid it for me upon the cross. A mm-hmm. uh, works is I'm trying to obtain something that he already did. Right. And there's a big difference between that because it's a difference. And I said this, uh, you know, on a couple broadcasts ago, the do's and the duns. If you're trying to do, 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 do and you're trying to achieve what has already been finished upon the finished work of the cross, then that's a works mentality. A done mentality means it's already been done, it's already been put. Bought and paid for by the precious blood of the Lamb, I already have access to heaven. Uh, already for it, now I'm going to go after it completely unbraided, completely not held back. I'm not going to be shackled down by my flesh. I'm not going to be shackled down by my situ- situations. I'm not going to be sh- uh, you know shackled down by any kind of complaints or any kind of excuses. Come on, uh, the biggest, the biggest thing that I've noticed. The biggest thing that I've noticed, me personally, been doing this 19 years now with my wife, the number one thing that I've noticed that has hindered people from hungering for more is excuses. Excuses. Well, I've tried that once before. Oh, I I know God can do that, but... And they'll come up with some kind of formulated excuse because either one, they don't want to actually spend the time in in fasting and hungering and praying and, and knocking and seeking and asking from heaven. They don't want to put in the effort to do it or two at the same time they they've barely tapped into it and the fears creeped in and says well that's not really for you so the experience maybe just a fraction of it but not the fullness of it and they go well i have experienced that once before or oh i know i I've prayed for sister so-and-so once before, and she never get, got healed. So, well, she's not going to get healed. No one else is going to get healed. And you know, They come up with all kinds of just weird, off-the-wall excuses. And I'm like, wait a second. Is God true? Is God not true? Well, obviously, God is not a liar. God's word is true. God's voice is still active and powerful in people's lives consistently 24-7. So you got to ask yourself, what is, what is more powerful of, an, of a voice into your life? An excuse or God's voice? If it's an excuse, you need to have him just completely renew your mind and, and clean you up and get that garbage out of you because that is so against kingdom. That is so, leaning on yourself and not on God, leaning on your own understanding and not on His, come on somebody, and, and you have to get yourself out of the way to allow Him to. Now, one of the big things, I, I want to throw this one out there that I, I really saw in uh, India is when it came to giving, literally when it came to giving. And see, that's usually when people's first excuses start coming in. Well, I just don't got all that much. Well, let me tell you, every single person that was in every single meeting, including the kids, gave something. Some gave bigger, some gave smaller. They gave out of their hearts. They're all cheerful. They're all like hilarious, cheerful givers, but they didn't all give the same amounts. They didn't all come down there and write million-dollar checks. They didn't all, they gave what they had from their heart, but every single meeting, so 10 meetings in, in, th- in three days, 10 meetings in three days, every single person, every single meeting, every single time an offering was taken up, they found a way to give. Guess what? I was a guest minister. I paid and, and people sewn into our ministry to make sure that I got to India to do that. And I still gave. In these services, why? Because there is a supernatural financial um, law that is called the the seed time and harvest. And it says, God will not be mocked. Whatever man sows, he will also reap. So even out in India, I was sowing into India. I was sowing into that ministry out there. Why? Because it wasn't about me. It wasn't about India. It was about my heart being right before the Father. And if I had a seed, I can't outgive God. And I know if I can't outgive God and his very nature is giving, come on. John three sixteen. 16, for God so loved the world that he gave. See, we got to align our hearts to be like the Father's hearts in their giving. And let me tell you, every single time, I mean, we were sitting there as a ministry team and going, man, if America can wake up to this. Mm-hmm. If America can wake up and go, in order for me to be like my father, I have to be a giver. There's an access point when you have a right heart that says, not even my finances will hold me back. Yeah. I'm a hunger in every single area of my life, including my finances. I'm not going to let my finances, just like I'm not going to let um video games or TV or, or work or, or any other distractions. Well, guess what? Your pocketbook can be a fi- uh, financial distraction to you if you allow it. Yeah. If you let it rule over you. If you have to go, oh, I got to squeeze onto this so tight. Like you can do something more with your money than God could. I mean, that's just a a nonsense style of thinking. But I'm going to tell you, that right there was another action, another way that they were hungering after God. Because they knew if they sowed much, they'd reap much. They sowed little, they'd reap little. But guess what? They were still reaping. Whether they gave little or gave much, they were still reaping back. And they were accessing heaven based off the spiritual law. This is the very nature of having as seed time and harvest. God sowed his son so he can reap back many that mean it's a supernatural kingdom principle, God is a giver. Jesus was a giver. if you don't know about Jesus giving, he not only gave because he was a Jewish man. It was a Jewish law to give, so that's one financially that he gave. He even sent Peter down to go get money out of a fish 's mouth so that he could pay the taxes and give, but he also gave supernaturally too freely you receive freely you give. Luke 10 19 also said that he gave he gave us authority why because he received the authority from heaven because God gave it to him because he had the father's heart and he was in the nature of the father he took that authority had to give it to us so giving is a big part about tapping in to things of the supernatural and having breakthrough in your life
1: all right I have no idea how much time we have left but um, I was just thinking on I was, he he brought up a whole new can of worms when he was talking about excuses, but I'm just going to go into that one specific area because um, it keeps coming up, and and so I I know it's an area that the Lord really wants dealt with but um, when he was talking about excuses that's actually something that the Lord's been talking to me a lot about lately um, and how you know what whatever area you're coming up with a lot of excuses as that's actually an area that you have given the Lord no access to your right, heart in and, and that's the area that you're actually like you're just saying God you, you can't have this area mm. and what you'll see is, is, the, is if you don't believe me on that those are usually the areas that you're actually also struggling the most in those are the areas that aren't flourishing those are the areas that are um, your downfall in a lot of your life and they're the areas that you've been excusing him and what it is is you're you're actually basically shutting up his voice in Mm -hmm. that area Um, and I've seen a lot of people do that in the area of finances Uh, a lot of the people that sit there and say you know things about finances typically um, they're not giving at all um, if <laughs> the ones that'll give you excuses like oh you know we're we're we 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 do not need to tithe no more we don't need to do this we don't need to do that we don't need to do this um, you know we're in the new covenant and stuff they're not usually even giving at all whereas the new covenant it's it, I mean we're all in on that if you want to go there yeah okay um, we should be giving way beyond ten if we if our heart is right. Because yeah. because ten, 10 because was just the
0: standard. That was the minimum.
1: Because our trust is in them. So what what it shows is those are typically the area where there is a um, no access to God, and and I'm not saying you don't have access in all of your life. Let me he, don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm saying whatever that area that you're continually making excuses, you have you have basically put up the caution tape and said don't enter here, you know, right. and said and told the Lord that you just don't trust Him in that area. Yeah, and um, if you can't trust Him in that area, I mean, He's not going to batter the. The, the door down, this goes back to hungering, this goes back to seeking you knock and he will answer if you're not even knocking and you're not even seeking in that area then he will go on to another area that you're giving him access to yeah. and and that's what he'll do and he will send people along to hopefully um, kind of soften up that area for him so that you have access but he's he is waiting for you to give him that access and so I'm just, I'm just telling you so that you can see like if you haven't area you are continually making excuses for, then it's time to get before the Lord. Repent on that and tell him, I trust you. I trust you in this area. And if you're struggling with that trust in that area, then think of all those areas that you do give him access and how he's come through time after time after time because my my guess is there's somewhere in your life that you have given Him full access to that He has not failed. And so just because you're not in that one area doesn't mean you're not in another. So, so sometimes you need to, even though you can't see Him in one area, know that He's the same God in the other area of life. Maybe it's your healing. You know, maybe it's your marriage. Maybe it's in your kids. I don't know. But pick an area where the Lord has always come through and, and, and go, okay, you're the same God in this area as you are in my finances, as you are in my health, as you are in this. And I trust you, Lord. And, and start showing that faith without works is dead. Start showing that, like he said, that goes back to hunger. You're not, you're, you're, you're showing him that action of that. I trust in you by, by doing something about it.
0: Absolutely. And so I have to, I'm going to close with this. What are you hungering for? What are you hungry for? What are you asking, seeking, and knocking for? What are you asking and seeking and knocking for? And continuously asking and seeking and knocking for? And then ask God, show me those areas where I haven't submitted fully unto you and because I guarantee he'll show you those areas because he wants full access to every part of your life. Well, we love you guys, and we honor you. It's been such a privilege to do another broadcast. Like I said, if you want to know a little bit more about us, you can always go to www.foundationsofrevival.com. We love you guys, and we'll get another broadcast to you next week.